Good evening, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Nigel Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you because it absolutely matters. Today is August 1st, 2023. Man, August 1st, ladies and gentlemen, this year is just speeding by us. But today we have several Cryptopian celebrities who have birthdays today. We have and want to say a happy birthday to T-Mot Brassard of Orlando, Florida. Stelina Goodwin of Lanham, Maryland. Happy birthday to Ricky Mitchell of Charlotte, North Carolina. Happy birthday to Hashim Balik, who is in Olathe, Kansas. Happy birthday to Patricia Barnes from Somerville, South Carolina. Happy birthday to Tiffany Settles from Concord, North Carolina. And happy birthday to Felicia Jordan of Chicago, Illinois. And happy birthday to Sevo Greenleaf of Oakland, California. And happy birthday to Nikisa. Nakisa Glover of Charlotte, North Carolina, and happy birthday to Ingrid Lee Loy of Tampa, Florida. To each and every one of you today, I hope that today your birthday is filled with all the love, joy, peace, happiness, and understanding that you deserve on this day. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got a lot to talk about. But I'm going to start with my quote today. And I'm just going to say to you, my quote for today. I didn't get this from anywhere. I just needed to say this. I will never be afraid to raise my voice for honesty and truth and compassion against injustices and lying and greed. If all people all over the world would stand up and do this, it would change the earth. And that's the bottom line. Ladies and gentlemen, as we talk about money, new money, as well as old systems moving out of the way for a new monetary system, we must always remember that we have got to talk about honesty and truth and have compassion for our community. And if nobody's willing to stand up and do that by any means necessary, we're in trouble. So today, this August 1st, I want to declare to you, <laughs> because I've been doing some research, I am officially taking the title, not just the queen of crypto, but the town crier <laughs> the town crier and i really had to go back and 
figure out exactly what that was and what the history behind that was. And ladies and gentlemen, I think I fit that bill. So we're going to talk about that today as we move forward on this midday money chain on this August 1st, the second half of the year. We are in the we, we are in the second half of the game. And so we've got some work to do. There's some information that you need to know. There's some information that they don't want you to know, but we're going to keep pushing this information to you. And I'm going to continue to share my daily experiences in this cryptocurrency space. So you all know actually what is going on and how things are being said and disseminated about us when we're not even in the room. So we're going to talk about that when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Nigel Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. All right. We've got so much to talk about. Let me just clear this up really quickly because I know a couple of people are like town crier. Like, I don't need that. I don't really like that word. I can hear my mother saying I don't really like town crier but i just want to tell you the history really quickly people in the olden times actually were updated on the local news on some of the things that came across you know the little telegraph where there were a lot of sounds where they had to listen they had to tap 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 they used to get that information from across the united states and disseminate it in the local community and so this was made possible by people called town criers the town crier would actually regularly come into the villages the suburbs and the towns per se to actually announce recent happenings allowed and so these town criers actually have a day that they commemorate which is the second monday of july which i missed that boat right but we're here doing it today and not a lot of people in the olden times were actually literate that knew how to read so those that knew how to read would actually give the news and disperse the information so when i say that i am officially the town crier i am going to be giving you news not that you can't read or not that you're not literate, but things that you actually know. And I think if we take that, that uh, we take that mindset moving forward to the end of 2023, it's going to really work well for us because I'm going to give you some of the things that may not be printed or may not be in the electronic media. And that's on purpose. So yesterday we discussed the latest ac- activities of BRICS. We talked about hedge funds. So if you missed that show yesterday, please go uh, download the KBLA app and listen back on hedge funds. It tells you all about what they are. And we talked about or mentioned the framework of the Bitcoin hedge funds. And we talked about the latest SEC lawsuit with Coinbase. And I got a little bit more to talk about about that, but we'll do that. Um, We did an update on the Black Wall Street. And at the end of the show today, I will be talking to you specifically about Novatech. And for those of you that are involved in Novatech, what you can do. So here is the town crier. This is the news. So I got a call probably a couple of months ago from some individuals that were trying to get a bill into uh, into our government that had to do with cryptocurrency currency and blockchain and they were moving up to this meeting that was going to happen in July which just happened last week and this bill was talking about innovation of cryptocurrency and blockchain and how the United States should 
embrace the technology and move forward. Well, I am glad to say to you that this bill that they actually presented actually got passed. So that's first step. It, it has a lot of steps to go. But first step was it actually passed. And there were three no votes on it. There were some no votes. And so unfortunately, our Auntie Maxine, Maxine Waters, she was one of the individuals that voted against the actual bill. And I haven't dissected the bill in its totality because it wasn't given to us specifically. It was given to Congress and Senate and all of those things. And it has to be brought over just to the common everyday person so that we can read it and figure out what's in the bill. But when I say this to you, I don't take this lightly, even mentioning it it on the radio auntie maxine voted no for technology blockchain cryptocurrency and so when asked why she was a no vote one out of the three that was the no vote uh in the financial house um that they were talking about this bill she stated that she doesn't know or well i shouldn't I can't quote it verbatim, but I will tell you in essence what she said. I want to make sure that we're clear on this. So it was stated that she said that cryptocurrency does not seem to be something that is important to our community, meaning African-Americans and Latino communities, because she hasn't seen or heard anyone that has interest in that particular sector meaning cryptocurrency blockchain technology so it's not important because she hasn't heard from anybody so i am going to say this we have made massive attempts to make sure that congress uh congressional senators president knows that black and brown people are here in this space and that we are absolutely absolutely enthralled with what is going on we want to be involved but they seem to always talk to the big five which don't look like us don't represent us and don't know what our story is in this space and so i got the opportunity sharing with this organization organization that reached out to me today to ask me if there was a possibility to sit down with maxine waters again and her staff would i be willing to do that along with several other leaders across the united states and it's absolutely yes and i was just just taken aback that I own a one of the only brick and mortar and I'm not going to say one of because as of today it's really clear that we are the only still standing brick and mortar cryptocurrency exchange in the United States we sit in her district and she was able to tell somebody with her mouth with a straight face that she does not see that having access to digital assets and blockchain technology is interesting or significant for her community or for the communities that matter so with that being said ladies and gentlemen if you are interested in cryptocurrency or blockchain technology reach out to auntie maxine waters and let her know that you are here that you are you're learning you want to learn more because money is changing 
and support of this bill and maybe she's got a reason why she's not supporting the bill but what we do know is money is changing and if we don't get this community educated we are going to be left behind and maybe that's a message that needs to come from you all and not just from me because I've reached out several times and to no avail to be able to speak with someone other than the time or two that I talk with her staffers and it's really about our government understanding that the black and brown community is here and the best consumer protection is not you making rules that only allow accredited investors that we talked about yesterday. Remember those high net worth individuals? We were calling them whom we H-N-W-I high net worth investors and how much money they were actually making. How about you leave things open so that everybody is able to participate in this new emerging technology and asset class, but make sure that they're educated in such a way where we don't lose any money. And I'm happy to say that there has not been one person that I personally know of that has been listening to everything that we've been saying and has lost money. So saying that black and brown people are not interested in this space is baffling to me because we are here. We sit right in your district in your district and we want to be heard and we've always asked to be heard you all that follow me enough know that we flew to washington dc and they didn't even let us anywhere near the state capitol stairs they put us almost on the other side of the street but there were hundreds of black and brown folks that came together in the cryptocurrency space to say we want our voices to be heard so and nobody came out to greet us not one politician not one Congress, Senator, anybody, nobody actually came out to visit us. They didn't even send their staffers, which lets me know that they weren't trying to hear the voice of blacks and, and Hispanics in this country as it relates to Bitcoin. So I've went off on my tangent today, but I am officially going to be again the town crier and making sure that you all have this news and information as it comes forward because I know it's important to you. Money is changing, ladies and gentlemen, and we cannot sit somewhere being dumbfounded. That's what they want us to be is dumbfounded and have no freaking clue as to what is happening and it won't go down on my watch so i'm doing a malcolm x by any means necessary our community needs to get this information and i am going to go back this probably later this year when it cools down and things happen where we can cool down we're going to hit these streets again and make sure that people are understanding what they need to do to get ready because this fed now program ladies and gentlemen is the pre-k to what's about to go down in this country and so I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm on one right now because I am really thoroughly irritated by what they called me to tell me that had been said at the hearing. And then as we continue to just really figure out what's happening and uh, getting ourselves on a solid foundation. So I've been talking about a whole lot about monetary system changing who is going to be in control, who wants to stay in control. I'll continue to say the same quote, quotes. He who controls the money 
controls the world, controls the people. And as I am continuing to do my real estate, uh, as I'm continuing to do my Bitcoin, as I am continuing to do my gold, as I am continuing to learn how to structure these trusts, as I am continuing to learn how to parlay my life insurance in policies while I am alive. And there's a good hack on that. We've learned that. I wish I knew this when I was a financial advisor, but I know it now. So I can save that information for you and make sure that you have it. But as I continue to do my research in all of those things, ladies and gentlemen, I am really taking a real close look at the globalists and their tools of entrapment because I really feel that our government is getting so slow, lethargic and antiquated. They're not going to be able to keep up with those savvy individuals, those billionaires that have devoured the world, in my opinion. Um, and those are the Jamie Diamonds of JP Morgan, Jeff Bezos of CEO of Amazon, Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock. How about Steve Wasserman, who's a partner and CEO of BlackRock? Mark Benoff, he's a CEO of Salesforce. D does this make sense to you all? We're talking about all of your spending, all of your bank keeping, and then your jobs, right? The CEO of Salesforce and Bill's G Bill Gates the CEO of Microsoft. And so as we look at this list that I have put together, these are American mega billionaires. And you want to know what's more? They're all regulars at the World Economic Forum of Davos. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as we continue to uh, as we continue to get this information to each and every one of you, tell your friends and your family and everyone else to really make sure that they can get on and start to listen to the information that we're disseminating because it is going to be fired this month because I really feel that we have a nightmarish blessing in full disguise and that's because we are paying attention for the first time and the town crier is here to give you this information so you remember the quote that I've given Giving you over and over that they said by 2030 you will own nothing and be happy when the globalists which I believe they are the centralizers and as I read that word centralizers coming from colonizers I understand more and more what they're actually talking about so they're talking about they keep saying centralizers and again, these are the colonizers having conversations in their circles on their social media about um, about what's about to happen. And as they roll out this new and improving world program, they always, as I've stated, disguise their real intentions by taking on a whole bunch of glamour, making um a big ugly beast put on wigs and lipstick and make it make it look just absolutely beautiful and then they tell you it's for your safety it's for your convenience your security cleaner water feeding the poor stopping the spread 
of any type of disease or world peace. All of this kumbaya, ladies and gentlemen. And all they really want is to pull out their agenda. And that agenda is coming 2030. And I have to keep saying, we got five to ten years to get this right. We got five to ten years to get this right because I quote, they said by 2030, they will have transformed or trying to transform our world for sustainable development. I don't know what that means, but when I looked at the website, it said a plan of action for people, planet and prosperity is also seeks to strengthen universal in greater freedom, eradicating poverty in all dimensions, the greatest global challenge, and the indispensable requirement for sustainable development. Now, I got a little bit of a chuckle at that. Uh, then they further broke it down, and I know we've got to, we've got a lot to talk about. So I'm going to tell you this. They broke it into five areas. So if you don't ever think that you need to be listening to money and economics and old money and new money every single day, please know that they have five key areas of impact. That number one is emerging new civilizations. I don't know what that means, but we're going to go into that. Emerging new civilizations. The second is planetary emergency. We know that's climate change and stuff like that. But ladies and gentlemen, the next section is reframing economics. Does that sound like we're in that we're in the right place at the right time? I think we are. And they also said that they are rethinking finance. So when we come forward after news, sports and traffic, we'll continue this conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I have got to um, break some of the things that I'm talking about into several different shows. Again, we're going to have to continue making sure that we are on top of our game because I've got some juicy information and I'm doing my research and there are just so many things that are really true and happening behind the scenes and we're going to be talking about those things but ladies and gentlemen we have got some interesting things that have happened in the cryptocurrency space that first part of the show always we're talking macro so we'll make sure that you know what's going on stuff that you don't know stuff that you don't see stuff not going to read, but we're going to make sure that we get it to you. So we're going to be talking about, again, just kind of bringing up those social credit scores, the environmental social government, uh, the central bank digital currencies. As you know, 15 minute cities. This is something new, ladies and gentlemen, 15 minute cities. And uh, we're going to be talking about that inflation and currency debasement. As you know, wealth and inheritance taxes because that is important it is the last bullet on this list because if we are going to gain and acquire much in the next five to ten years we need to know how to have that wealth and we need to know how to pass it on to our heirs and so that's really important so that being said we're going to jump into the cryptocurrency conversation because we are short 
on time and we got a lot to talk about. So Bitcoin right now, ladies and gentlemen, today on August the 1st is trading at $29,212. It's down in the last hour, 0.17%. It's down in the last 24 hours, 0.08%. In the last seven days, it's down 0.08% again. And then Ethereum right now is trading at $1,849. It's down 0.06% in the last hour. And it's down in the last 24 hours, 0.53%. And in the last seven days, it's down 0.58%. Now, let me say this to each and every one of you. If you listen back to my show, I shared with you all that because people don't read and they like to listen and they follow hype, they have been so, so excited and what was going on with XRP in court. Now, I have to really throw some cold water on our community so that they can get this information. So this judge came out and really, really set the stage correct. And this is what I was saying anyway. But I know a lot of times you all need someone else to come and validate some of the things that you hear in this space. But a judge came forward to actually offer reality and get these folks a reality check in the cryptocurrency community in the wake of the XRP decision. Well, I will say this for those that were getting rich quick and enjoying themselves with the XRP ride. It was fun while it lasted for them, I'm sure. But for nearly three weeks, the cryptocurrency enthusiasts have been riding a high wave. They've been talking all kinds of mess in my DMs saying, see, I told you and all kinds of things following the federal judge's decision to side with Ripple over the Securities and Exchange Commission on the question of when is a digital asset such as XRP a security. And so it was deemed that it wasn't a security if being sold to regular individuals, but as it relates to institutions and people that are in the know, it definitely is a security. And it really was a testament to the fact that they felt that the the securities being sold to general public was okay because we were too ignorant to know the difference. And so here comes the cold water, ladies and gentlemen. On Monday, a second federal judge in New York took up the same question in another digital asset case. And this one was a fault involving the failed Terra Luna stable coin. So some of you may or may not know about Terra Luna. We talked about it a little bit. And Terra Luna actually, ladies and gentlemen, as quiet as it's kept, has really affected the retirement of a lot of the community that has been talking about self-sovereignty. So as I continue to paint this picture for you, A lot of people in the black and brown community weren't introduced to Terra Luna, but I will say because I am running in these other circles, a lot of other individuals were heavily tied into Terra Luna. 
they had taken their retirements because they've done well in retirement. They have taken their inheritance, their inheritance, and they had invested in Terra Luna. A lot of the community over in some of these social media platforms that I pry in were heavily invested. And so the judge in New York came to a very different conclusion. Actually, um, the selling of tokens on a secondary market like exchanges does not change their status. They are still securities. And yes, he is aware of the ripple ruling. Who wouldn't be in this space, right? But the judge is writing, the court rejects the approach recently adopted by another judge in this district in a similar case. This is pretty awkward that he would write this against his co-workers. But in his writing, the 80-year-old Rakoff showed little, um, little care as he sought to kick out the logical stool on which the much younger colleague that was the other judge uh, had made this decision of the SEC versus Ripple. So what does this actually mean? At the very least, the new ruling is a boost for the SEC, right? So every case, they use it as case law for other lawsuits. And so now we've got somebody opposing their co-workers or their, uh, well, it was their colleagues, they're actually fighting. One says something is security and uh, security and one is saying the other one is not. And this is really getting ready to be uh, caught by everybody and it's going to catch everybody's attention because this ruling is completely opposite to what just happened three weeks ago. And so the agency is adding an is as at a disadvantage i'm talking about the sec because now gary gensler will also be rubbing his hands together over the fact that the ruling came from rackoff right who is no ordinary judge but a celebrated jurist and a securities law expert so that big win for xrp now becomes quite the opposite with this securities law expert judge that's actually made this ruling. So what's more, Rackoff also rejected Tara's attempt to assert the major question about the doctrine, which says courts must leave matters of big economic significance to Congress, saying it would be it would ignore reality to place cryptocurrency industry and the American industry and tobacco industries on the same plane of importance. They're two totally separate things. And so I really am saying to you, for all of you that are thinking that uh, these other cryptocurrencies are going to hit $5, $10, $100. I saw people saying that XRP was going to go to the moon and it was going to be worth $30,000 by the end of 2024. I do not think. And if you look at XRP today, which I didn't go over, it slightly dropped 
after this ruling came out because people are starting to really pay attention to the fact that something was wrong with that ruling that was done three weeks ago, especially when you can allow one group or class of people to buy something and it's not a security. And then for other groups of people, it is because you just seems like it just seems like you want people to lose their money that are not in the know. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation in the cryptocurrency space. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Just to sew up that article really quickly, because I know a lot of people have XRP and have been hanging on, enjoying the fruits of their early purchase of XRP. But I want to just give you the other side where Ripple's heavyweight attorney, his name is Stu Alderon, actually came to Twitter this morning and pointed out that in this new case, it's in the preliminary stages and it is out without a full body of evidence so he tweeted let me be clear about some confusion going on around the ruling of the Terra case it changes nothing about ripples ruling that xrp is not a security he wrote well in other words he's saying that it's the early stage of the game and I'm going to tell you, he has a vested interest in making sure that people are still trying to pour their money into XRP. I'm just saying. And the cryptocurrency industry won't really know where it actually stands until a federal appeals court hears it or perhaps even the Supreme Court when they weigh in. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, the conflicting rulings from the same district provide a new spur for Congress you hear that? I hope our congressmen and women can do something quickly, but we hope that they will be more active than ever before on the cryptocurrency front front to finally pass some sort of laws to clear this all up. I mean, it's simple. They could have did this a long time ago, but for the simple fact that, uh, it's being said that we don't care anything about this space and it's not important to the powers that be because it's not important to us is absolutely not the truth. So I am going to just put a pin in it right there and we're going to move on to something else that is happening in this cryptocurrency space that is making me have goosebumps um, because DeSantis, ladies and gentlemen, Florida's governor of which I have boycotted. I'm not going to Florida to do anything because I don't want to be there. They don't want us there. I don't want to be there. Right. Um, this gentleman is pushing for economic independence for his 2024 presidential campaign. And he is taking a strong stance on digital currencies. Why do you think he's doing that? Because if he does that, the Bitcoin community, I'm talking about the Bitcoiners, like the true Bitcoiners die hard, cut them open and Bitcoin comes out instead of blood. They have monies to actually donate to these candidates and they have I won't say they have a whole lot of voting power, but they definitely have a whole lot of money because they got Bitcoin when it was a dollar, when it was 50 cent, ten dollars. They're sitting on 
thousands of Bitcoin. And so anyway, DeSantis is going after them and he's reiterating his plans of banning central bank digital currencies, which I agree with, but I won't vote for him. But anyway, should he win? He said that he is going to uh, do what Biden has said in the opposite. And so he says that he's going to re overturn Biden's supposed war on Bitcoin if he is elected. And so that's interesting because I wasn't quite aware that U.S. President Joe Biden had a war on Bitcoin going and cryptocurrency. But I guess they're lackadaisical approach to not giving us laws and regulations so we have a clear understanding of what's going on actually falls on biden's watch he had done an executive order on cryptocurrency back last year but uh his war I guess the SEC's war would be considered his war as well. So Biden signed this executive order establishing plans for regulatory framework for digital currencies in March of 2022. But I didn't really find it um, like he was being an adversary, but they seem to think that he is. And the Securities and Exchange Commission has also filed a lawsuit against crypto firms while Biden has been in office, which again, I guess this puts it on him, which is why DeSantis is saying he's going to get in and do the complete opposite of what Biden is actually doing right now. And the Department of Justice has overseen these criminal charges for former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Free, which I talked about this morning when I was talking with the group of individuals because they've done absolutely nothing. And he has stolen millions, if not billions of dollars from from regular everyday folks and um, also former Celsius CEO Alice Alex Maskey Maskin Sky. That's his name. Maskin Sky. So anyway, uh, we will make sure that we are uh, watching this very closely because DeSantis is really telling the truth about the CBDCs. Uh, again, just because they have one thing right, they, he's got a whole lot wrong as it relates to the black America. And so I am definitely not pushing in his direction at all i don't care what he says about cryptocurrency and his fight for it i will definitely not support him but what he's talking to the communities that are listening to him is that the central bank digital currency is like that of the monies in china where the central banks are currently conducting trials with the digital yuan and i told you all that uh before and so these are for the unaccountable elites. And that's what he's stating. That's what he's making sure. And then he's saying governments could not be trusted to handle the potential rollout of a digital dollar. Now that, again, I agree with. The government is not or shouldn't be. Well, he's talking about himself if he's going to be a government official as he wants to be. But they're not ready, ladies and gentlemen, for a digital dollar. And because they're not ready, the the communities that suffer the most are those that are never in the know and those that are never 
uh, ahead of things. And so since we are, we know that they are trying to go to a cashless society. It is coming. I'm not saying that it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not saying that it's going to happen next year. But we are moving towards a cashless society because they really want to eliminate cryptocurrencies so that they can implement this central bank digital currency. And um, we cannot allow it to happen because it's going to take all of our freedoms. Now that I do agree with him on just once, but I want to tell you how deeply rooted uh, the community is starting to learn and understand that parallel account economy that I've been talking to you about those individuals are understanding what they need to do to prepare to get themselves away from the central bank digital currencies when they come up and so with that ladies and gentlemen when we come forward we'll continue our conversation this is KBLA talk 1580 we're not for everybody but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Since we are on the topic of of these politicians talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, let me just say really quickly, uh, we've got to get our presidential hopeful up and running in this cryptocurrency conversation. So I'm going to reach out and make sure we do that for uh, Dr. West, right? He's got to get this information. But the polls show right now that DeSantis is trailing well behind the twice impeached former president and federally indicted candidate Donald Trump, right? Both kind of candidates are actually expected to face Uh, The elections in the state primaries in January. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But with that, both Democratic and Republican candidates varying for um, a place in the 2024 presidential election have voiced opinions about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and central bank digital currencies. In fact, we know that Robert F. Kennedy uh, has also stated Uh, that he is very much interested in not having CBDCs and the Democratic Party candidate polling roughly 40 to 50 points behind Biden has made several pro-cryptocurrency statements in his campaign and has revealed that he is buying Bitcoin, ladies and gentlemen. He's not buying XRP. He's not buying Dogecoin. He's not buying any of these other coins. I'm going to stop acting silly because it's not funny. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez also accepted a Bitcoin salary for his position, and it helped him launch the Miami coin project. He announced his candidacy for the Republican nomination in June. These are all people coming to political positions that are strongly ingrained in the bitcoin space not the ethereum space not the xrp star just just get the picture ladies and gentlemen when you hear where people are putting their money you hear what is being argued against 
then you start to realize that you need to own or I start to realize that I need to own the actual currency, the digital currency that everybody is talking about having. Like this isn't rocket science. I am not trying to uh, convince you or coerce you to get it, but just read and draw inferences. Oh, man. Oh, wow. We're up at the top of the hour. I just want to say with Novatech really quickly, you were able to take out 5%. I am trying to make sure everybody is clear. You can pull out 5% a month for those of you that got involved. Reach out to your uplines. We appreciate the calls at our office, but we are not Novatech. But please reach out to your upline and figure out how to get that to that 5% off a month. Thank you for rocking with me here on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. We're making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. We're creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you.